Faith, Hope and Love, episode 167, the 16th Sunday of Ordinary Time, Year C. This weekend in world history is a very special anniversary. It's 50 years since humanity first landed on the moon. 50 years since man first walked on the moon. An extraordinary achievement which amazes and inspires the world half a century later. Thanks be to God for giving us such wonders and granting us the ability to progress in knowledge and achievement. Fifty years ago I turned one year old and in the year man first walked on the moon I first walked on the earth. Perhaps not a giant leap for humanity, but still one of the many miracles of everyday life that God blesses us with. What further wonderful achievements will God inspire us as humans to achieve in the future for the good of all? Traditionally, this weekend's Gospel of Mary and Martha has been explained as the need for the perfect balance between action and contemplation. That's certainly a very good thing, but interestingly, have a close listen to the Gospel. In the Gospel, the two are not perfectly equally promoted. Jesus clearly states one has first place prior to the other. This is Faith, Hope and Love. See, I have God for my help, the Lord sustains my soul. I will sacrifice to you with willing heart, and praise your name, O Lord, for it is good. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Hello everyone, and may our Lord's gift of hope encourage you on this 16th Sunday of the year. We unite our heart and mind to reflect upon God's Word. As we prepare to celebrate the great sacramental feast of God's love, let's pause, recall our sins, and trust in God's infinite mercy. Lord Jesus, you have revealed yourself as the way to the Father. Lord, have mercy. You have poured out on your people the Spirit of Truth. Christ, have mercy. You are the Good Shepherd, leading us to eternal life. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to people of good will. 
Show favour, O Lord, to your servants, and mercifully increase the gifts of your grace, that made fervent in hope, faith and charity, they may be ever watchful in keeping your commands. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God for ever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of Genesis. Chapter 18, verses 1 to 10. The Lord appeared to Abraham by the oaks of Mamre, as Abraham sat at the entrance of his tent in the heat of the day. Abraham looked up and saw three men standing near him. When he saw them, he ran from the tent entrance to meet them and bowed down to the ground. He said, My Lord, If I find favour with you, do not pass by your servant. Let a little water be brought, and wash your feet, and rest yourselves under the tree. Let me bring a little bread, that you may refresh yourselves, and after that you may pass on, since you have come to your servant. So they said, Do as you have said. And Abraham hastened to the tent to Sarah, and said, Make ready quickly three measures of choice flour, knead it, and make cakes. Abraham ran to the herd and took a calf, tender and good, and gave it to the servant, who hastened to prepare it. Then he took curds and milk and the calf that he had prepared, and set it before them, and he stood by them under the tree while they ate. They said to Abraham, Where is your wife Sarah? And he said, There in the tent. Then one said, I will surely return to you in due season, and your wife Sarah shall have a son. The Word of the Lord The just will live in the presence of the Lord. Lord, who shall dwell on your holy mountain, those who walk without fault, those who act with justice, and speak truth from their hearts, those who do not slander with their tongue. 
those who do no wrong to their kindred, who cast no slur on their neighbours, who hold the godless in disdain, but honour those who fear the Lord, those who keep their word come what may, who take no interest on a loan, and accept no bribe against the innocent, such people will stand firm for ever. The just will live in the presence of the Lord. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Colossians. Chapter 1, verses 24 to 28. Brothers and sisters, I am now rejoicing in my sufferings for your sake, and in my flesh I am completing what is lacking in Christ's afflictions for the sake of his body, that is, the church. I became its servant according to God's commission that was given to me for you to make the word of God fully known, the mystery that has been hidden throughout the ages and generations but has now been revealed to his saints. To them God chose to make known how great among the Gentiles are the riches of the glory of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. It is Christ whom we proclaim, warning every person and teaching every person in all wisdom, so that we may present every person mature in Christ. The Word of the Lord Alleluia, Alleluia. Alleluia. Blessed are they who hold fast to God's word in an honest and good heart and bear fruit with patient endurance. Alleluia. 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 The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Chapter 10, verses 38 to 42. Now as Jesus and the disciples went on their way, he entered a certain village, where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister named Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to what he was saying. But Martha was distracted by her many tasks, so she came to Jesus and asked, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and distracted by many things. There is need of only one thing. Mary has chosen the better part, which will not be taken away from her. The Gospel of the Lord I still think that there is very much a place in modern society for old-fashioned manners, for hospitality, for graciousness, for courtesy, because to me, these are powerful expressions and symbols of the graciousness, hospitality, welcome and respect that our Lord always showed to people and continues to show to all people, especially those most struggling. 
it's an expression of that graciousness that Christ asks us to practice towards everyone, whether it be in formal or informal ways. Graciousness in action within polite, formal society, and in fact in the ordinary and casual events of life too. Both the first reading and the Gospel this weekend speak of the true meaning of hospitality and graciousness. And for a Christian, these are always a symbol of the openness and welcoming attitude, an open heart, an open ear, an open mind to God and God's Word, an openness to God's different ways. In the first reading, Abraham and Sarah give hospitality to three mysterious visitors. Now this hospitality that Abraham and Sarah give is what is expected in the culture of the time of all people towards travellers. But there's something different here, something more. Somehow Abraham knows that these three visitors are not just any old travellers, but are actually angels representing the very presence of God. I love this scene from the Bible. If anyone were to make a movie of this scene from the Bible, I reckon the three strangers would say very little. They'd just kind of nod and cooperate and graciously accept the hospitality of Abraham. It would be a delightful and mysterious scene. I'd love to see it presented in film. Actually, the 1966 movie called The Bible features a scene like this, and one reviewer of that movie described this scene of the three angels visiting Abraham as one of the best scenes in the movie, and bemoaning that more scenes like it are not featured, probably because it's such a beautiful and key incident. The hospitality of Abraham, which as I say is nothing less than was expected of all hosts of his time, nevertheless is a symbol and example of practical graciousness, of openness and compassion that is expected of all who follow God. Being open to all people in this way, one's heart is shown to be open to God himself. This lesson is consolidated in the Gospel, which is also a beautiful passage. But it's also a very misunderstood passage. It can be quite confusing. It may be helpful to understand that Jesus is a very good friend with both Mary and Martha. He's not harshly rebuking Martha. He's gently encouraging her to think wider. He's teaching her. Although he deeply appreciates and values her hospitality and welcome and the meal she's rushing to prepare, in the end, these important actions are a foretaste and a symbol of true hospitality and a welcome that comes from sitting at the feet of the Lord and listening to him, learning from him, becoming a disciple of Christ and being utterly open and responsive to God's word and God's teachings. And that's what Mary is doing, and it is not to be taken from her, says our Lord. Unlike many oft-heard interpretations of this gospel, Jesus is not preferring action to contemplation. He is not rejecting Martha's ways and only accepting Mary's ways. Jesus is not either contrasting a strictly contemplative life with the active life. Both are necessary. We venerate Martha as a saint as much as Mary. The one thing necessary 
is to listen to Jesus and to ponder on his words deeply. Without his spirit, without his message, our activity could be misguided or even harmful. We need, and our homes and community needs, the saving message and values of Jesus. We need to listen and be open to this first and foremost. Both action and contemplation are needed in this life and in the life of a Christian, but both need to be firmly based on an openness, a listening and a responsiveness to Jesus' teachings, his value and message. As we've said already, action without contemplation could be fruitless and misguided, a waste of effort, and contemplation without actions could be just self-indulgence. Both are needed in their own order, starting first with sitting at the Lord's feet and listening to him. The Apostles' Creed I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ his only Son our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. Conscious that we are the family of God, we bring these petitions in faith and trust. For the Church, that it may persevere through the difficulties of these times and be a light for all the world. Lord, hear us. For leaders of governments, that they may reflect the generous hospitality of the gospel in the treatment of refugees and people in need. Lord, hear us. For homeless and displaced people everywhere, that material and spiritual help may be given to them to improve their conditions. Lord, hear us. For the grace and strength to welcome all those we meet, that we may show compassion and understanding to all. Lord, hear us. For all who are ill and those who care for them. Lord, hear us. For all the departed, that they may now have eternal life, especially those for whom we now pray. Lord, hear us. God of love, we humbly ask you to hear your people. Give us the grace to welcome all those who share our lives. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who in the one perfect sacrifice brought to completion varied offerings of the law, 
accept, we pray, this sacrifice from your faithful servants, and make it holy as you bless the gifts of Abel, so that what each has offered to the honour of your majesty may benefit the salvation of all. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God. For when your children were scattered afar by sin, through the blood of your Son and the power of the Spirit, you gathered them again to yourself, that a people formed as one by the unity of the Trinity, made the body of Christ and the temple of the Holy Spirit, might to the praise of your manifold wisdom be manifest as the church. And so in company with the choirs of angels, we praise you and with joy we proclaim, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord, God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory, Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest. At the Saviour's command, informed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity, in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. Behold, I stand at the door and knock, says the Lord. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door to me, I will enter his house and dine with him, and he with me. Let us pray. Graciously be present to your people, we pray, O Lord, and lead those you have imbued with heavenly mysteries to pass from former ways to newness of life. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Thanks for joining us in this time of prayer and reflection. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace, glorifying the Lord by your life. Faith, Hope and Love, a time of Christian worship and reflection, led by Rev. Paul W. Kelly. 
texts are used for the purpose of worship and prayer for listeners wherever you are. The Roman Missal, Prayers and Chants, 3rd edition, copyright 2010, the International Commission on English in the Liturgy. The Bible, New Revised Standard Version, copyright 1989 and 2009, National Council of Churches of Christ, USA. The Psalms, copyright 1963, The Grail, Collins Publisher. Prayers of the Faithful, Robert Borg's Together We Pray, 1993, E.J. Dwyer, Australia. Mass for St. Ralph Sherwin, Geoffrey M. Ostrovsky, featuring the Gloria, copyright 2011, www.ccwatershed.org, forward slash Charbonnel. Faith, Hope and Love, theme, 1 Corinthians 13, 1-13, Original music, copyright 1996, Paul W. Kelly. For more details, please visit homilycatholic.blogspot.com.au Production by Kelly Enterprises Resources. May God bless and keep you.